thanking him first, blessing him for giving us another day and a gift of life. We went to bed, didn't know what was going to happen to us, but he lifted us up and gave us grace. We have seen a new day. This is also a gift of God.
Give him praise. Lay close. Rima yondali shalabora kopa Plead the blood against every kind of static accusation against your life. Ask the Lord to cleanse us. Ask the Lord to heal us. Ask the Lord to raise those who are sick. Ask the Lord to heal in the name of Jesus. Ibasto le vora, yeblo ni estas, 
Shalabo, Mirianda, Lons, Livosta, Lacoba, Levosta, Maria, Dasi, Keda, Livianda, Lucia, Bora, Babandaramos, Continuing our study on David. Yesterday I got feedback from some people. One of them just sent a very interesting message when he listened to this. Very interesting very interesting. I know you'll be blessed. He says, I'm so much blessed after listening to this message on Uncle. 
So he listened to the message on uncle. God bless you, sir, and may you contribute. May you continue to teach, sorry, to touch this generation for the power of God. God bless you, my brother. My brother Kenny, God bless you. I'd like you to follow us carefully on these teachings because it will bless your life. When we were done with the teaching yesterday, I had deep reflections and I could see the insight that God was, you know, sharing with us. And so, we are back again to the word. I've already given you the background that two unequal competitors are entering into the ring. One of them is described clearly as a champion of Gath. Gath is one of the Philistines' top cities. And that word champion simply means, it literally means a man between two. He's like an intermediary. No wonder he is the one coming between the Philistines and the Jews or the Israelis. We gave a clear indication of who the champion of Gath, Goliath. In modern terms, we'll call him Mr. Goliath of Gath. What he was bringing into the ring. We understood that what he wore alone was about 65 kilograms including the tip of the spear of his spear that is about three meters tall very powerful later we'll learn in this teachings that according to King Saul the man has been a champion from his youth think about it in other words He's never had any defeat. You know, when, when you see boxers going to the ring, you will see that their records are summarized for you. And so we should be expecting that the next person who is coming to the ring will be equal, at least in weight, in experience, and maybe in height. We were rather introduced that the man who entered the ring was described as a young man. He is the youngest of eight brothers. And he happened to be witnessing this battle because he was sent by the father. One of the things we spoke about yesterday, two of them, were your availability, your viability, Availability and viability. We also spoke <clears throat> about the fact that you have to stand out. As Goliath stood out, defending his nation. He was very convinced, very intentional. He knew what he was going for. We also indicated that God is not very much concerned about numbers. He's concerned about availability. I explained to you availability simply means that you are readily present and submit yourself to instructions, training, and teaching in the way things work and how systems operate. You are available. And so I ask you, are you really available in life? I want us to push this a little bit. We ended on the verse number 16. It says, for 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. We are looking for men who can take a stand for God. We are looking for young women who can take a stand for God. A stand in their lives, a stand to defend the gospel, 
stand as moral exemplars, stand as paragons, stand for the kingdom, stand to teach the word, take a stand on something. You listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. As far as the kingdom of God is concerned, you cannot sit on the fence. There is nothing like a middle line in the kingdom. It's either you are for us or otherwise. In other words, you stand up for God or you are not for God. There's no middle line. So we need people to take a stand. And I like, I like this, this life, this aspect of Goliath. He took a stand as the man. Imagine an army going to war. And one man said, all of you should wait. Let me step in and deal with the issue. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. His name is Goliath, the champion from Gath. Well, we are introduced into the ring. With another young man by name David. From the verse number 17. How did he get there? The verse 17 is going to tell us how he got into the battle. Now, Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain. Now, ephah is about 16 kilograms of roasted grain. And these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers. And hurry to their camp. Take along these cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance. If you recall, in Genesis 37 verse 14, the Bible said Jacob also sent Joseph. Genesis 37 verse 14. He says, so he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem. So it tells you that this was something that was cultural. It was normal to send the youngest person to go and check on how the elderly are doing on their assignment. So he was sent, just as Joseph was sent in Genesis 37. Now he says, see how your brothers are and bring back some assurance. Just as Jacob also told Joseph, bring a report from them. Verse 19. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. Now listen carefully to that. Three brothers with Joseph, uh, David, sorry, yeah, David, fighting in the valley of Elah along with the rest of the army and Saul. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their, their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. He had submitted what he was sent with. And because the father asked him to find out how they were doing and bring a report, David needed to also get the father a report. Now that, that young man is Clinically, he's clinically, what is the word? Clinically decisive. All right? He will, he will give you exactly what he requested for. He was asked to take these 16 kilograms of grain, roasted grain and other items, cheeses and whatnot, bread, to the brothers. He's delivered it. And he can't deliver it into their hands. He delivered it to their chief of supplies. That is done. Secondly, he was asked to bring a report. The father said, bring some assurance. So he needed to talk to the brothers and say, okay, 
Daddy says, I should talk to you and find out how you do it. <laughs> very, very, very sharp. So, listen to the verse 23. As he was talking with them, now, this is where I want us to begin to pick up some lesson tonight. First, David was sent, he was sent for a very simple assignment. Now listen carefully to this section. Listen carefully to this section. He was sent for a very simple assignment that can be divided in two parts. First, deliver some food supplies to your brothers. Second, send a word of assurance that they are in good shape because they are at war. And the old man, the Bible says, was very old at this time. He wouldn't want to die. Or he wouldn't want to lose his, his three sons. So, give me a feedback and send me supplies. Now, one can describe the assignment which was given to David as a mundane assignment. As a secular assignment. As an ordinary assignment. Are you beginning to think deeply about this? Think about it. Because uh, he come around, uh, uh, take this item, go and check how your brother is doing. Uh, please bring me away. Very simple. But you are going to see how a mundane, ordinary, simple assignment that David was delivering carried a divine purpose and import. He was only going to deliver food and to bring a word on how the brothers were doing. But God had woven into his obedience of such a domestic assignment a divine purpose for his life. You know, sometimes many of us are looking for some specific cataclysmic new way that God will move into our life and the, the, the way he wants to work with us is so divine and special that it has never happened. Now we know that God is at work. Secular, mundane, ordinary activities that you will apply yourself to can be conduit of divine grace. Oh my goodness, come on, pray. La Gabranda. I sense a bullet released right now. Levelondos. Rianta Gabahaba. Levo Rafata. If le coach, Lemons. Amini Angolobo Shambalia Fasalam Batos. Agalababari and Dalawasablan de Lemos. Imini Minimiko Yavalambos, Alabran de Leveas. I sense that somebody received a bullet of a revelation. Come on, pray. Water that revelation. Water it. Water it right now. It must, it, must take, it must take a root in your spirit right now. You caught the revelation. I know you caught it. Blessings and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor. Our mind belongs to our God forever and ever. Oh, our mind, it 
Amen. Amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom has given. Listen carefully. The Bible said in the verse 23 that David had gotten there delivered the supplies to the one in charge of the supplies and rushed to find out how the brothers were doing and then quickly he would dash back and bring a report to the father. I'd like you to pay a close attention to certain words in the verse 23. And I will take you to 1 Samuel chapter 9 to unpack this verse a little bit. As he was talking with so he was just ending, he was just trying to finalize the, the second assignment, which is that he bring a word of assurance from them. In the first assignment, he delivered the supplies. Nothing happened. And he was going to the next assignment, which is bring a word of assurance, find out how they were doing. Whilst he was in the process of finding out how they were doing, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Now, I'm going to break a particular word for you tonight. It's what, what I call the chaos moment. Belish, pray for two minutes. I want you to capture that. Levandush akabas. Lefushakalaba lustala. Don't rush that prayer. I want you to speak a word. Speak deep prophetic words in prayer. Let the tongues come from the inner receptacles of your soul. Speak a word. Many of us have lost what we call the chaos moment. And tonight, if I can stay only on this and be done with it, that's what I'm doing. I want you to understand the chaos moment in the believer's life. Come on, let it go. Lifodosh, Ambi, Edu, Shalaba, Belush, Brakas, Tofele, Pansa, Ika, Bo, Lifizuna, Kaya, Lemonta, Avora, Kaya, Bahalas. Your heart and your spirit, the grounds on which your heart and your spirit are resting, the ground is becoming fitter. Listen carefully to that. I want to read that again. <laughs> As he was talking with them, Goliath the Philistine champion from Gath stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance and David heard it. Now I want to pose two questions before I break this down. Number one, 
Before David appeared, we have been told that early in the morning, Goliath will come out and then he will taunt the people. Choose a man. We read it yesterday. So this is not the first time David is hearing Goliath. Goliath has been doing this. Is that right? That's right. Number two. Why did Goliath come out at the very time that David was having a conversation with his brothers? Listen, there is something we call the chaos moment. The chaos moment is the opportune critical time. Everything. It's a time when everything must converge. It's a moment where things must work. The chaos moment is an opportune moment of glory and grace in your life. When you miss a chaos time, you have missed something. People will say opportunity comes but once. But a chaos moment is designed by God and he will direct you by your obedience. Sometimes by his grace. And you fall within the space of a chaos moment. Goliath appeared at the very time David was finishing the second assignment he was given. You see, many of us, when we are given something to do, we are expecting to see God as soon as we begin what we are supposed to do. Oh, I've done this. I don't see anything. Don't worry. David did the first thing. Nothing happened. He delivered the supplies. A guy who received the supplies, he didn't say, oh, young man, come here. You know, there is a champion in this, uh, in the Valley of Elah, who is taunting all of us and defying the armies of God. Can you help? No. He was left off the hook. And then he ran that errand from the very place that he delivered the supplies to where the chief um, man in charge of the supplies, you know, where. And then there, David got to the place where the brothers were. And there, David began having a conversation to move on because he wanted to leave his battle. Somehow, whilst he was having a conversation, a curious moment. COVID-19 can be a The Bible said, as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from God, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual. That means that was what he was noted to be doing. His usual defiance and David had it. I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost. May you pick up some opportunity under the current condition. May you, may you be an opportunity sensor. Sense it. Sense it. May your, may your divine tentacles, let it be so sharp. Sense some opportunity at this time. David had it. David was embarking on just a mundane, normal, domestic errand. And yet, he found his destiny. That is the revelation I want to catch. A domestic, very ordinary, mundane, domestic errand. And yet, he found his destiny. Don't underrate the ordinary things you are asked to do at home by your parents. You have no idea. Some of them will land you into a major chaos moment. The search and the finding of your destiny. Now, I'd like you to just link the story now. Jump with me and let's come to 1 Samuel chapter 9. I will show you how King Saul, ordinary young man, in search of his father's missing donkeys. Daddy had a problem and he called a son. Son, go and look for the donkeys. I can find them. And as he pursued the search of the donkey, he met the destiny of his call as a king. Let's go. First Samuel chapter 9. We read from the verse number 3. 
1 Samuel chapter 9, verse number 3. Now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father Kish were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim. Now look at where he went through. I have a message on this. The title is The Search for Donkeys. And I will come your way with that message. The Search for Donkeys. The Bible says, so he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the area around Shalisha. So Ephraim threw to Shalisha, but they did not find them. Let's continue. They went on to the district of Shalim, but the donkeys were not there. The young man should have returned home. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find him. Three major stops. They are prophetic. Let's continue. When they reached the district of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, Come, let's go back, or my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. But the servant replied, Look, in this town there is a man of God. This is what we call the Kairos moment. Verse 6. Saul's obedience to move with a servant to go and see the man of God who happened to be the prophet Samuel was a change of destiny. Let's continue. Look in this town. There is a man of God. He is highly respected and everything he says comes through. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us he will tell us what way to take. Saul said to his servant, if we go, what can we give the man? The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered him again. Look, he said, I have a quarter of a shekel. And a quarter of a shekel is about three grams or about one-tenth of an ounce. So I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so that he will tell us what way to take. Now, <laughs> you see, many of you read stories about great men. Do you know that what made Saul, finally Saul became a king, but the one who paid for him to become a king is the servant. Nobody has preached about the servant. We talk about Saul and how he missed the kingdom and all of those. But there is a, there is a servant here in his life who paid, but for the servant, Saul wouldn't have gone to see someone where he received the prophetic declaration of his leadership. Huh? Formally, so let's go. Come, let us go to the, to, to the seer because the prophet of today used to be called a seer. Good, Saul said to his servant, come, let's go. So they set out for the town where the man of God was. As they were going up the hill to the town, they met some young women coming out to draw water. And they ask, is the seer here? Here he is. He is. They answered. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He has just come to our town today. For the people have a sacrifice at the high place. As soon as you enter the town, you'll find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people will not begin eating until he comes. Because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Go up now. You should find him about this time. It's called a chaos moment. About this time. And I hear the Lord telling me, about this time is in somebody's life. There is about this time. About this time. About this time. They went up to the town. As they were entering it, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, God is telling Samuel, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, anoint him ruler over my people Israel. How did God get Saul to get to Samuel? Simple. It was through his obedience to pursue 
after the search of his father's donkeys. Think about it. Very mundane, ordinary things. He was sent on an errand to pursue an agenda in the interest of the father, a domestic agenda. Revelation in the word of God. Sometimes you are given an assignment to do by your boss and you disregard it. Sometimes somebody asks you to help and do something, you disregard it. Many of us are very dismissive in life. We don't attach any significance to any assignment given. But every assignment in life carries a descendant. Did you get that? Every assignment in life carries a descendant. In other words, if you are able to discern the purpose in every assignment, you are just on the verge of unlocking the keys to your Kairos moment. We are very dismissive. Some of us say, oh, I mean, what kind of work is that? I mean, I can't do this useless job. Some call it useless. Some call it a waste of time. Some call it he's abusing me. Some call it he's taking me for granted. People have all kinds of descriptions to assignments they are given. But mundane assignments we have found in the scriptures are propelled by divine forces and so there is a particular agenda that drives mundane assignments. Don't underrate what you are asked to do. Many of you are waiting for a special day when you get a, a special call. One day when then the president called you. Oh my God, oh the president called me. The president will not call you. It may be an ordinary friend. Maybe somebody you disregard. I have found that in life that sometimes the way to the secret may be something you have desecrated. The way to the divine may be something you find very mortal. And Christians often have to be blamed for these things. We are too quick to separate the world. And to separate others from unclean and stuff like that. Remember what, what happened in Acts chapter 11, chapter 10, sorry. Peter had a revelation of a tent coming from heaven. With unclean things. Rise up, kill and eat. He says, no. I'm a religious person, I'm a Jew. I don't eat this. The thing came and God told him, don't call that which is clean by God unclean. The gospel ought to be broken through, ought to be sent to the Gentiles. And God wanted to speak to the mind and to the heart of Peter to challenge his theology about God and the Jews and the rest of the world. He missed it, but he got the revelation. And the gospel began breaking borders to the word and the promise that Jesus gave in Acts that you will be my witnesses, Acts 1.8, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. We are very dismissive of people. We don't respect people that much. And we don't respect assignments. The man was in search of a donkey. Now take and listen to me right and right. Don't say that the man of God said, oh, every useless activity can lead me into the plans of God. That's not the point. The point I'm making is this. That sometimes in life, you may underrate certain assignments that you will call them domestic and unspiritual and not useful, and not blah, blah, blah. And so you may not do them. Let me give you an example in church activities, 
pastor has asked you to just run this errand. Elder say, run that errand. You have to call somebody and check up on the person. You say, oh, for the way, I don't have the time. You have to um, help somebody, I, I mean, complete a task. You say, oh, I don't have the time. Mundane assignments can become conduit of divine purpose. This is the word. Ilagaba havalagastoborose. Lavalu and Limoshikabaya Bavu. Levaru your name will be your name will be your name oh majesty Divine authority. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. Listen carefully. Whatever your hand finds doing, whatever noble activity your hand finds doing, whatever assignment your hand finds doing, whatever pleasant job your hand finds doing, every assignment you do, work at it with all your heart. Kesuli abanda kasai. As working for the Lord, not for human masters. I'll tell you the reason. It's in verse 24. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And that's the reason why he can give you a chaos moment. So David obeyed parental instruction and the Lord delivered his chaos moment. What was the chaos moment? He had a champion who had not been challenged. He had it. A decree in a name that is above every other name. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Some of you are not seeing well. Tonight, may you see well. Amen. Some of you are not hearing well. Tonight, may you hear well. Amen. Some of you don't understand things well. Tonight, may you understand things Amen. now. It's a chaos moment. It's a careless woman. What are you looking for in life? You are not hearing well. Lord, tonight, anybody whose ears are blocked, I command effort, let your ears be loose. Amen. Spiritually, every kind of blockade in your ears, I command them loose. Amen. Hear and hear well. Hear and understand. Amen. Listen carefully. When somebody says, I hear, he's talking about 
a certain auditory sound without meaning. But when somebody says, I'm listening, he's looking beyond the sound for meaning. David had, but you will see the next verse, which I'll read and then we end, that he had beyond just a sound. Lord, tonight open the ears of my audience right now. Open the ears. Livaro shaka matus tolemembe epada. Live kayazi okemanda. Lord, open my ears. Some of you didn't know how to capture some opportunities and pass by because you missed the chaos moment. You didn't hear well, and you did not see well. You did not discern well. I'll show you why I said every assignment must contain a discernment. In other words, for every assignment, you must discern. And I'll show you when we end. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, oh, I want to see you, oh, to see who has missed the discernment in his assignment. I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost that let another assignment come his or her way. Anybody who lost the discernment in his assignment I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost Lafada, Fokelej Tapash Ribondi ke Somali Vakadai Ivo Lafanaya Komasaya Valakambi Randi moyanda la lacuna soye Valacuri ambaya salavadana tomasia Levo rababa calabayando La baba 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 sulaba bala baba baba bala baba baba bala baba 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 Listen to the last part for tonight. Now the Israelis, so he says that David heard it, verse 24. Whenever the Israelis saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Can you imagine? One man. Now the Israelis had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him 
his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? This is what I call the discernment. Tonight, may you discern your assignment in every activity. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. In every activity that comes your way, Jesus. may you discern your assignment. Because, Amen. see, the discerning of your assignment in the activity is a launching pad for your chaos moment. Yes. Don't miss your time. Mm. Father, tonight, I bless you for this revelation. Mm. Nobody will miss his or her time. Nobody will miss his or her time. Nobody will miss his or her time. Amen. He says, they repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. I'll leave the 28. Once you have discerned hey, the assignment hey, in your activity and anything that comes your way, you are ready to run with it. Nobody will push you away. Nobody. Nothing will distract you. Don't lose, don't, 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 don't lose, don't lose, don't lose your assignment in that activity because of lack of discernment. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. There is power. There is power in your name. Miracles. Miracles happen in your name. We lift a voice to say, It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Out the center, out the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. We're ending with this song. At the center of every assignment, you must see Christ. Because if you see Christ in an assignment, it will propel the discernment. And the discernment will unleash the chaos moment. I decree upon your life tonight, under the sound of my voice, through the superior name of Jesus, that every assignment for your life will never lack the divine discernment. Tonight, if you lost some chaos moment, other chaos moments are coming your way. Crucial opportune times are coming your way. When everything shall converge and you will meet the champions and defeat them. Don't forget the lessons tonight. Number one, major lesson is that don't be dismissive of simple assignments in life. Number two, that for every assignment, you need discernment so that you can see or for every activity, you need discernment so that you can address the assignment in that activity. I will come your way again on Sunday. Until then, Stay blessed. And remember, our God 
is a consuming fire. Shalom, peace, and life to you. And before I leave the set, if you are not born again, say these words after me. Dear God, thank you for Jesus that he died for my sins. I present my body unto you as I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior Jesus. I love you. I will serve you all the days of my life. Be with me in this journey, Father. Thank you. If you pray this prayer, you are born again. And Father, I lift this person into your hands in the name of Jesus and your grace will increase upon his or her life. And the power of righteousness will punctuate the pace. Bring her or him to the level where you want him or her to be. In the name of Jesus. Now look at the screen. And then you'll see the numbers that are scrolling down there. Pick the number, pick the emails, and contact us. We want to hear from you. You are welcome to our summit. Raymond Worship Center, located behind the Malcolm Shop at Islegon. Can I come your way again on Sunday? Remember, our God is the one. And according to Romans 16:20, may the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. Shalom, peace. Life to you. Amen. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see.